Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word Alive is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Well, hello, my name is Renetter, uh, one of the co-hosts here at Water Life on BlogTalkRadio.com, and today is May the ninth, two thousand and fifteen, and I'm joined by my co-host Ella. How are you, Ella? I am wonderfully blessed, and you, my sister? Oh, I'm having a wonderful, wonderfully blessed weekend this weekend. So I'm doing really great. Thank the Lord. Yes. Well, last time we talked, uh, you had celebrated a birthday, if I can remember. Yeah, I had celebrated my 60th birthday. Wow, how awesome. 60 years old. Still a baby. <laughs> the best is yet to come, girl. <laughs> Amen. I believe it. I believe it. Yes, it's amazing. You know, I I be thinking sometimes, it, it seems like it's unreal that so that all of these years have actually transpired in my life. And, you know, my children are growing up and getting out of the house. We only have one son left in, in uh, school. All the rest of our children are grown. And it seems weird when I think about the life that I live raising them. It just don't 
seem like I lived that life. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get so far removed from that life of raising your kids. You know, my life is so different now than it was <laughs> with a house full of kids raising the kids. And sometimes I'm is you. Sometimes your mind is like, did you really live that life? <laughs> How or is it a figment of your wild imagination? <laughs> well, would you share, we, me, my would husband you and I have 12. What? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I gave birth to 11 children and raised 11 children. And, uh, you know, at times it was a house full of kids, a couple of babies in diapers, you know, nursing babies. For years <laughs> And while you are living in that state You feel like this is my life And it will always be my life And uh, But you To all mothers that are in that state I promise you it ends And one day you'll be Looking back and you'll be saying Man how did I do that How did I get you there But God Cause that's what Good got job. me through it, God. <laughs> yes, Amen. and and you get to it, and you don't stop living when your children move out the home. You just continue to live. You just live a different life. Your life changes. Your lifestyle changes. And so it's yeah. amazing. And so this Mother's Day weekend, I was very, very blessed to do the 5K run in Grand Rapids with my children. Wow. How awesome. All of my daughters were there and uh, two of my sons, and we all did the 5K together. Now, to me, this is is phenomenal. (laughs) I never wanted to do anything like this. I never had a desire like this. When I used to sit and watch my kids running and stuff, I never had a desire to do any of that kind of stuff. And I didn't run it. Let's make that clear. I walked it. But, um, and I thank God for my son because my son is the one who had the idea. Let's let's do this together as a family. And right away I said yes, not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> but I'm glad. But I always wanted to start walking just for my own uh, exercise and enjoyment, just walking, you know, just to, just for exercise, yeah. really. But I never really got out there and did it, and that gave me uh, the push that I need to get going. That's so I'm asking Keith tonight for pushing his mom to do something she would have never done, you know, on her own, would have never even thought to do. I never wanted to enter anything like that. And I'm so glad that I did it. We had a ball. We had a really, really good time. So I think that's a wonderful way to spend the weekend, Mother's Day weekend, with your kids doing something that you never expected you would do. And you know what that reminded me of, Ella? It reminded me of the word that said Mm -hmm. that uh, Ephesians, I think it's 320. Mm -hmm. It says he will do exceeding abundantly (laughs) above all that you are able to ask or think. So up to the point that I did it, I was not even to even comprehend, even putting together in my mind uh, the thought to do something. I would have never thought of that on my own, ever. <laughs> and now now I have achieved it. 
It's amazing. Now, isn't, it, isn't it a phenomenon when we think about, like when you were earlier talking about uh, having your babies diapering and nursing and feeding, you know, that whole, how many, yeah, you said 12 children. Yeah, now, we, I gave birth to 11. I raised 11. Okay. 12, 11 children. And now you're 60. The amazingness, how they as become adults, how they turn around and be your support system. I mean, you never saw your children. At least I never saw my children as adults when they were little. It was just like you nope. said, this is just going to be my life. And it is such a phenomenon what, how that whole transition of the generations come about. Bouncing Absolutely. your great-grandchildren. I've got great-grands. I'm bouncing them. God bless you. And listening to my children, well, they're still trying to think they can raise me. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it is amazing the the maturity that you see in your adult children and, and think about when they were babies. Today, I went through a lot of thinking about Mother's Day. And I went through my own uh, stages of being a daughter. I was, I was my mom's oldest daughter. And then it just crossed my mind how our children grow up, like your son Keith said, uh, Mom, let's do this as a family, and how they yes. inspire us and keep bringing yes. us along, you know. It, it It's just yes. amazing that how life's progressions are. It's really exciting. It really is. It is exciting. And it's really exciting when you get to the point in your life where you actually begin to live your life for that moment, for what you're going through right there, instead of living your life yeah. trying to get somewhere else. You know what I mean? And yeah. so uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't look to the future, but learn to live for today and enjoy it. And like yeah. you said, you were talking about uh, and they become our pushing us on, you know, we used to push them forward. Now they're pushing us. You know, when we were planning on doing this tonight, I was thinking about, when I started thinking about motherhood, I thought about the word sacrifice. <laughs> because mothers sacrifice so much, you know, for their children. And I was trying to think, uh, you know, what could I say about mothers? And I was thinking about the word sacrifice because being a mother is a is really a life of sacrifice, and um, a lot of women put aside their careers so that they can raise their children and and put the time and intention and the focus on their child so the child can really have them participating in their life while they're growing up, and then when the child grows up and don't need as much time, you know, as it takes, they go back to work and they go you know start their careers again or. Some women even put off going to college until they, after they have their children. And that's a great sacrifice. And uh, then 
I was I was just thinking about what you just said, and so I was thinking today my children made a sacrifice for me because they could have they all could have could have ran the race and done probably you know a pretty decent time in it, but they all started out trying to stay with me, and then my oldest daughter, <laughs> you know, let the rest of them go ahead and run, and she stayed with me. Oh, and we walked we walked it together, and you know. Um, and then when we got to the finish line, toward the finish line, she said, now you're going to run across the finish line. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, and so we took off running, you know, to cross the finish line. And she was like, you can do it, Mom. You can do it. Oh. <laughs> you know. And when it would be like a pothole or something in the street, watch yourself, Mom. She was looking out for me, you know. It was beautiful. <laughs> I just can't. It was just truly, truly beautiful. You know, God, even through all of this, I just see God so much in my life. I love him so much. He He cares about us so much. And he's in the, he's in the threads of our life, Ella. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Weaving the tapestry of who we were, who we have become, and who we're going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I came across this reading or this writing, and I want to read this tonight. I thought this was really good. It's called Marvelous Love by Bill Bright. And uh, the uh, for those that are listening and that are not online, is the website is www.thoughts-about-god.com forward slash Christmas, forward slash M-A-R-V for marvelous, underscore love dot H-T-M. And it's also in the description online uh, of this uh, broadcast. But it's Marvelous Love by Bill Bright. On a cold Christmas Eve in 1952, when Korea was in the throes of civil war, one young woman struggled along a village street, obviously soon to deliver a child. She pleaded with passers-by, help me, please, my baby. No one paid attention to her. A middle-aged couple walked by. The wife pushed away the young mother and sneered, where's the father? Where's your American man now? The couple laughed and went on. The young woman almost doubled up from a contraction as she watched them go. Please, she begged. She had heard of a missionary living nearby who might help her. Hurriedly, she began walking to that village, if only he would help her. Shivering and in pain, she struggled over the frozen countryside. But the night was so cold, snow began to fall. Realizing that the time was near to deliver her baby, she took shelter under a bridge. There alone, her baby was born on Christmas Eve. Worried about her newborn son, she took off her own clothes, wrapped them around the baby, and held him close in the warm circle of her arms. The next day, the missionary braved the new snow to deliver Christmas packages. As he walked along, he heard the cry of a baby. He followed the sound to a bridge. Under it, he found a young mother frozen to death, still clutching her crying newborn son. The missionary tenderly lifted the baby out of her arms. When the baby was 10 years old, his now adopted father told him the story of his mother's death on Christmas Eve. 
the young boy cried, realizing the sacrifice his mother had made for him. The next morning, the missionary rose early to find the boy's bed empty. Seeing a fresh set of small footprints in the snow outside, he bundled up warmly in a winter coat and followed the trail. It led back to the bridge where the young mother had died. As the missionary approached the bridge, he stopped, stunned. Kneeling in the snow was his son, naked and shivering uncontrollably. His clothes lay beside him in a small pile. Moving closer, he heard the boy say through chattering teeth, Mother, were you this cold for me? The story reminds me of another mother and son who sacrificed so much. One winter night, Jesus left his home, his glory, and the warmth of heaven to be born in a stable to an unwelcome world. Just before he was born, Mary, his mother, was not welcome in any of the cozy inns in Bethlehem. There she delivered her baby in the darkness of a cold stable. The creator of the universe, the perfect judge who could destroy the world with a single word, was willing to endure this inauspicious beginning for you and me. That is unconditional love. We who have experienced God's unconditional love are commanded to share that love with others. John, yeah. I'm sorry, First John four eleven says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. God wants us to express his supernatural love to others. We become examples of God's love to the world as we love our neighbors through the enabling of his Holy Spirit. My prayer for you tonight is the same as Paul's prayer for the believers in Ephesians three, seventeen and 18. May your roots go deep down into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep mm-hmm. his love really is. Okay. And so to me, the story of uh, the sacrificing that a mother does, I'm not saying it's the same as the love of God, but it's, it's, it's as unconditional as uh, of the love of the father because the mother's love is unconditional. She loves that child just because it was born from her. And everything that she has to go through to get that child in the world causes her to have an unconditional love toward that child. And everything God has gone through to get us back to him is an unconditional love toward us where he loves us compassionately and unconditionally. And he just wants to have a relationship with us. And he was willing to sacrifice his son, sacrifice the the life that existed before he came into the world to die for us just to help us back in his life. 
And so I just want to just say to people, the love of a mother is a great love. It's, it is unconditional because there's absolutely nothing you as a child do to earn your mother's love. You can't earn your mother's love. It's not something that can be earned. It's something that God has set forth in nature to take place through the process that he initiated to bring life forth again and again and again in the earth. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely nothing you can do to gain God's love. He already loves you. God loves you unconditionally. Amen. He loves you just because you exist. He loves you just because he gave you life. He has given you your natural life. Without God, you wouldn't be here. Without your mother, you wouldn't be here. Without your father, you wouldn't be here. Your mother and your father is the vehicle that God chose to breathe your life into this world. And if you don't know him, he still loves you. He loves you so much that he preordained for you to hear this message so that you could come to know his love for you. Yeah. And you could come into relationship with him that you could love Mm -hmm. him back. So he set a plan in place to bring you you back into relationship with him. What you say, Ella? There was I had a conversation with my neighbor today and I had an epiphany. It was just that God is the one that gives us the will and the ability to just do what it is, what it takes for us to just be engulfed with his love and be learn how to accept it. Learn the the process that is necessary. Just like there's a process necessary for us to be born into this world, there is a process necessary for us to be able to receive the love of God and just be madly in love with him. His love oozes to our pores of our existence. Our mind is just blown away with the reality of it, you know, first we think it's something we do. And then one day, one day, the reality comes that all we did was allow him. And that Absolutely. is so amazing. And to allow him, all you have to do, God has already done everything. He's prepared the way for you. All you have to do is believe what he's done for you already. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Jesus came into the world as God's son, God's only begotten son, 
He lived for, I believe it was three and a half years. And then he gave up his life on the cross. He was 33 so years, but he was, he was 33 years old, but he lived three years ministering. Yes. Did I say, <laughs> I don't know what I said, <laughs> but yeah. And so, yeah. uh, he, uh, he gave his life as a sacrifice so that you could be set free from sin. To pay the debt for sin that you owed, that mankind owed. So he's paid the debt of sin. So you don't have to pay it with your life. And you don't have to keep living in the throes of it. You can be set free right now just by believing what he's already done for you. Not only did he die, pay the penalty for sin so that you wouldn't have to pay it. But he rose mm. again to life on the third day so that you can have eternal life. All you have to do is just believe it. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Just believe this is what God did for you. The plan he set in place for you. Mm-hmm. And he did this so that you can be reconciled back to him so that you can be back in relationship with him as Adam was before he before he failed to sin. Right. If you would just believe this and open up in your mouth and confess what you're already believing in your heart. That I believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God the Father and that he died to pay the penalty for my sin. But then he rose again on the third day so that I could have eternal life. And because you believe, he has come to make his abode within you through the Holy Spirit. And ask him to lead you and guide you into all truth. Plant you where you need to be planted that you can grow in him and learn of him. And take on his yoke, which is easy, and follow after him. And your life will be changed. You will never, ever be the same. Expect. The unexpected, because it's coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing that that came to my mind that was that is just so awesome that we become heirs and joint heirs to, to all of the heart of God. Mm-hmm. That is so profound that we. We become heirs with Jesus Christ as a son of God. That is so profound. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around such an amazing transformation that takes place in this life. We shall know, then we shall know as we follow on to know the Lord. Great expectation. And one thing that is so amazing is we have the ability with our thought process. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As our thoughts Mm -hmm. are, are set forward into who we are becoming, and then we can see it, we can experience it. 
hurdle by hurdle, bridge by bridge, and all things give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Such great love that we're transformed. Yes. And so to all the mothers, Ella and I would like to say Happy Mother's Day. And to all the mothers that are still in the process of raising your children, hang on in there. Hang on in there. You can make it. You will make it. And to all the mothers-to-be that's about to give birth to your first uh, child, this is an amazing experience, motherhood. I would trade nothing for it. It's, a, it's just truly amazing. You can't explain it, really. It's just an amazing honor and privilege to be a mother. I thank God for all of our children, each and every one of them. They're all special in their own individual way, and they all add something to your life. And I want to honor my mother, Edwina Marie Gilbert Gaston, who was a great woman of God and instilled the uh, the word of God in our lives and instilled a godly, holy lifestyle by living it in front of us. And I thank God for my mother, who has gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, and I thank God for my mother because she was a very strong woman, and she was one of the reasons why I am who I am today, and I thank God for that. Amen. And if we have time, I want to thank God for all the fathers that are doing the double duty. I Amen. take my hat off and I praise God for you. The doing the double role. God love you. God love us, one and all. And for the grandparents, oh my God, this Ooh, world would be a yeah. mess if we didn't have grandparents. Oh my goodness. Especially yeah. the grandparents that are raising their grandchildren now. Yeah. For whatever reason. You know, we have grandparents that are raising their grandchildren for a different reason. We thank God yeah. for you doing it all over again. We, we know this you. is we not something you planned for, not something you would you would have saw yourself doing when you was raising that child or those children. But we thank God for the strength that he's given you to endure and pour into your grandchildren just as strongly, if not stronger, as you poured into your own children. Look. We can look to God for natural strength, just like we look to God for spiritual strength. Because he will supernaturally strengthen our bodies to do what we have to do in this life. For he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Amen. And I want to thank you for the teachers that have taken our children and mothered them for the moments in time that you have them in the days of their lives. We appreciate each one of them. That's good. That's good. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. Father God, bless all of the children who are motherless right now, all the children that's in foster care and don't have the experience of a good mother in their life. 
Father God, you fill that void. Mighty God. You make that connection with them, that they yes. won't feel lacking and they won't become victims as adults and they, they won't yes. become victimizers because something was missing in their life. You fill the void, Father. Yes. And you do what is yes. necessary that they know that they are complete. Yes. Yes, we hold them before you, Lord. And let that mothering, nurturing, wherever it comes, let it come into their lives. We ask you for this, Lord. For each child, let that nurturing spirit of the Lord God Almighty, let it come forth and fill those boys in those children's lives. And you said all things work together for good of them that love the Lord. And we declare the love of God in each one of their hearts. Amen. Amen. Well, God night, I'll meet us back here next Saturday at 11 p.m., and we will continue um, going over the message from uh, Reverend Harry Jackson on uh, Friends of the Bridegroom. God bless. Amen. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy with great gratitude. Amen. God night, sister.